that to me is is why I would if like if you're gonna say hey it's Friday night you have nothing to do because you know that's just who I am sure like as I'm reading The Hobbit or something I will put on PFL I'm not likely to search out Bellator if that makes sense yeah yeah makes sense you light up your Seek pipe weed and you you light up your pipe weed and um listen and you... there's a lot of and trust me, I know there's a lot of shitty Tolkien podcasts out there, and we strive to be a shitty MMA podcast. Mm-hmm. Succeed. Strive. <laughs> I mean, can can you ever completely succeed? <laughs> I am fairly sure that everything Bilbo Baggins says is a lie. Now, I it sometimes seems like the narrator is not Bilbo, and it sometimes seems that he is Bilbo. And now I have a degree in English. I'm marginally qualified to discuss this. The issue becomes it's so inconsistent. And now Tolkien himself has said that he wishes he could have rewritten The Hobbit and, and published it differently. And they have like the the hidden chapters or the lost chapters that they found. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm, I've, I'm kind of back in this road uh, this walk through middle earth as it were uh having not read any of it since high school i'm pretty sure bilbo's a liar it's really my point <laughs> i was explaining that to a group of eighth graders the other day and the, if, you know what if a if a blank stare could tell a thousand words that's that's what their blank stare said <laughs> cuz i was like oh just i'm the only one in this room who knows what we're talking about all right which yeah. means I'm the only one talking about it. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. When you talk, when you do talk about the Hobbit with your class, do you show them a picture of Marvin Vittori as an orc? I'm going okay. To I'll now. play. I'm, I'll play some cricket sounds. I'm going to one. now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Then I'm going to play some kids cheering sounds. Although there's yeah okay there's not many orcs in the Hobbit at least. I'm roughly 70% through it, so. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. You found organs, you found pieces of Dominic Reyes for sale. Talk about a title fight. That's the art part of it. Come on. Uh, dictating when I <laughs> said good day to you on accident there. So uh, a double good day to you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? How are you? I am doing just fine, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Did you talk to your dad for Father's Day? I did a little bit, yeah. We exchanged mm-hmm. a quick FaceTime, and you know, I thanked him for doing his part in my creation, and uh, then I asked him for money, okay. like every good son. Yeah, well, did he give it to you? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Because I called him on Father's Day. <laughs> oh man. That's good. There was a lot of fights this weekend for him to watch. Let me tell you. Did what did he think? Let's get, let's get, uh, 
the good doctor's opinion. Uh, well, he didn't watch too many. However, he was impressed by that Anderson Silva fella. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. We're going to do yeah, that. Yeah, we are. Because that, that's him. You know, my dad watched boxing. That's what we watched. That's what we did. So mm-hmm. he watches boxing more than anything. And he watched Anderson Silva's professional boxing debut. And he okay, in which he beat Julio Cesar yeah, Chavez. And he Jr. was impressed. He thought he looked good for an older okay. guy, and he rooted for him being the older guy. Uh, ESPN Mark Ramondi, who does a lot of their fight sports writing, classifies it as a shockingly impressive performance. How, how are people shockingly impressed that Anderson Silva? <laughs> <listened>? <laughs> was good at boxing like is it really that surprising to people um i don't know i don't really either except that if somebody Uh, told me nate diaz was going to be a good boxer i would fucking understand and like i understand it well yeah well nate diaz anderson silva's not like he's uh, I, I don't know not. that that's what I he's known that... for. <sighs> he's just the middleweight goat. You know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., well, so he missed weight and had to forfeit $100,000. And what? With the headliner pitting Chavez Sr. against Hector Camacho? Huh. Oh, Chavez Jr. Oh, he beat Chavez Jr. So I always mix up hmm. Chavez Sr. and Chavez Jr. Oh, that's a little more pre- impressive. Does, it, does Jr. have a, a better record or is it just because he has some more youth? No, 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 no. Do you no. think he's just younger? He's only 35. I just assumed it was senior and, and kind of my eyes just glazed over. I I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't even know this yeah, was going on. I think on Silva should fight Logan Paul. It was over, so. Yeah, the guy who just uh, got knocked out and reborn again by Floyd. Not Jake, the asshole one. Yeah, and I think Anderson would have trouble against Jake Paul. Um, we'll have to talk about more about yeah. what we think is going to happen with him and Tyrone. Yeah, when it gets closer, gotta, when it gets closer. I got to get my head yeah. around that. Yeah, did you um yeah. did you have yeah, a pleasant father's day? You you are a father yourself. I am. I so you know, I live in an area that where I'm lucky to have access to many a great winery and we're nice. members at several now, and so uh, that's what we did. And the it was little good. one do anything special for you? You know, they always do a pretty good job, mm-hmm. and uh, I had ordered an early Father's Day present that I'm not going to name that actually doesn't get delivered till this coming weekend, but they also got me a uh, one of those, like, massage guns. Oh, nice. That is, that is uh, it's actually pretty great. So, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Beautiful beauty. Yeah. What a beaut. Wow. What a beaut. Wow. Wow. G-day. You know, I saw some. I saw some wild, some mountain beasts out near <laughs> in wine country there, and I said, "Hey, I, I respect your distance." 
Man, I so I went to my buddy's house, and he lives out in the hill country of Texas. Sure. And uh, let me tell you, somebody either went bowling and used deer as pins on the highway right. up yeah. there, or we need to get you out here with a couple of rifles mm-hmm. because, like, it was a dis- I couldn't you couldn't drive without a corpse in your in your rear view or in front of you got it just it was just corpses of deer everywhere i mean deer in texas it's one of those things where my perspective on hunting has always not not really existed kind of to each their own on hunting you know but sure when you live in a place when an animal like that or boar are a problem Mm -hmm. and like they affect the economy and and letting them live is actually kind of dangerous man i'm for it i'm for blowing them away i am absolutely for letting rudolph know who's boss just not with a car not with my car definitely not yeah you know it's it's i think it's it's the great ron white who has a joke about hunting deer and struggling and then saying you know this is ridiculous because i can hit one in a minivan going 80 with the lights on and the horn blaring and they just they just run out into the street and stop but you try to actually find one and they're they're like a like a mountain beast (laughs) ghost but yeah i agree with you you know uh people don't want to admit that animals are not disney like anthropomorphic characters <laughs> and yeah grizzly bears are cute until it's you know eating your neck so yeah the selfie the selfie people are proving us <laughs> evolutionarily deficient they deserve what they get was it the leopard in arizona just a few months back that the guy thought or the girl i think thought it would be cool to sort of lean back over the fence and try to take a selfie and the leopard went, Oh, okay. Well watch, watch how I separate your shoulder with a swipe of my paw <laughs> and the zoo, especially cause it's Arizona. The zoo was like, yeah, well don't lean into its cage. <laughs> like, And then that won't happen to you. And I, I appreciated that. Did you not see the sign that says respect this mountain beast distance, respect the mountain beast distance. Hey, this is weird. I don't What's mean up? to, to completely pivot but speaking of two people whom's distance i respect the ufc official rankings have dustin poirier four spots ahead of charles Oliveira in the men's pound for pound rankings isn't that wild that is wild that is some wild beast shit i i ha- i take issue with that i'll be honest with you why do you take well i I see the obvious issue to take with the championship. Yeah, status. well, one of them has the belt; the other one doesn't. Yeah, UFC rankings are kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. But that—that's <sighs> what if Charlie Olives comes out and just like staunches Poirier, and I mean, well, forget there's... the Dustin, forget the Connor fight. Yeah, th- I mean, there's there's a not zero percent chance that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, what is like, it's so weird because, like, if Connor beats Dustin, then I think he's going to. And I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning that way myself. Mm-hmm. And it puts him in there against Charles Oliveira if Charles Oliveira doesn't fight somebody else in the interim and lose. So, as 
as I think I made this point, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it again, and then I'm going to make it again next week, and then the week after that, and then hopefully if Connor wins, I'll, I'll make it the week after that. I think mm-hmm. that Connor at his best is a stylistic night, like matchup nightmare for everyone in that division. I think he proves that. Except, pre- except probably Gaethje, I guess. And ironically, Dustin Poirier. Those are really the only two guys. But I look at Dariush and Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, right? Mm-hmm. And even, even Oliveira. And it's like, ooh, Connor. Connor plays into those people who want to get yeah. in there. Yeah, that's it. That'll be, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely the most intriguing division right now, I think. Yeah. Well, Nate Diaz called out really well that the, that the, the formula to beat Connor is weather the early storm and Mm -hmm. then overwhelm him once he's tired. And like Dustin did that the second time and learned it and knocked him out in the second. And it was the leg kick that got him though. Well, the leg kicks too, but surviving the initial strength of Connor's become pretty evident that if you can do that, that yeah, you're going to have a better chance. Yeah. The deeper it goes, the better for you. Well, and don't forget Dustin almost didn't survive the initial Connor onslaught. Yeah. The first round, he mm-hmm. was not going to, he was knocked down at least, uh, or at least uh, he was hurt. He was hard. hurt. He was rocked at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he got knocked out in the first fight. So it could yep. be interesting could other sort of mma news that i'm interested to hear your take on is espn thinks that ingano and Derek lewis is in trouble your instant reactions i'm gonna cite Uh, my source here while you start talking hang tight okay so i'm not necessarily that surprised that ingano and lewis might be in trouble and i i mean i I really, I I don't know where the problem could be outside of not, I don't know what could, what kind of problem would be unless it's an injury because I don't see either of them demanding too much. Well, so uh, who wrote this? Well, this is, so ESPN does their UFC real or not. I don't know if you've ever ever read that it's Brett Akimoto, the aforementioned Mark Ramondi, and now Jeff Wagenheim Wagenheim. And they mm-hmm. sort of go through like a couple of different discussion topics. Okamoto says Akimoto. that it's very real that Derek Lewis and Francis is in trouble, but the matchup is in trouble. Um, UFC president Dana White has said repeatedly that Derek Lewis will be, this is from the article, by the way, that Derek Lewis will be the first challenger for heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou. White even implied the fight could take, could possibly take place at UFC 265. Ironically, the weight limit for that fight um, <laughs> on on August 7th, but in with July Houston. in Houston. But with July less than two weeks away, nothing finalized. Is that time frame realistic? Yeah, I I will I will have to say I I. I simply don't know. And that's because they don't let me be involved in the negotiations. It's a distinct problem that the UFC has. Is your the, lack that of they, involvement. The, yeah, my lack of involvement. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, what do you make of this? I, I don't know. What do you think? So the issue here seems to be that the contract is not signed. And obviously without the contract signed, nobody's probably in a real camp. 
and we're talking six weeks from the fight mm-hmm. uh gee you know what that's a little problematic that's but but i don't see any other turnaround besides jones miraculously coming out of nowhere would it really be coming out of nowhere though not necessarily do you think that it would just be that Derek Luce is just like a carrot that they were just kind of leading everybody away from Jones for a minute? No, if anything, it's probably a negotiation tactic uh, hmm. by the UFC to try to maintain some semblance of leverage over John Jones, which I still, I still don't think is, is logical. And, and, Oh, see, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just don't agree with this either. In in viewing the UFC's men's pound for pound rankings, John Jones is number one, Usman's two, Adesanya's three, Volkanovski four, and Ngannou five. I don't, huh. I, I don't know about that. I don't know about Volkanovski there. We'll have to see. Yeah, two but, split decisions against Max, and you're gonna put him at number four. Where's Max? Uh, Holloway is ninth. Yeah, you hear his fight with Yair got canceled. I didn't. Uh, was yeah. that an official fight? Yeah, yeah, that was an official fight. When? Yeah, you're in a Holloway. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to fight on uh, Poye card, I think. Oh, all right. Or at least no, the no, they were gonna headline. They were gonna headline something in August. UFC two sixty four uh yeah i don't know i mean that would have been a hell of a because gilbert burns and, and Waterboy are fighting yeah. tai Avasa and greg hardy <laughs> shout out greg hardy right what's uh, up with that one that's a hey sean o'malley all about sean o'malley at bantamweight against louis smolka that's gonna be a fun one i think smolka is gonna get smoked yeah it's weird to me that sean o'malley is not raked in the top 15 in bantamweight yeah it's How is strict. that right? Dominic Cruz is ranked. Yeah. <laughs> and he's ninth. <laughs> I think Cheeto should fight Cruz. I think that was a good call out. Yeah, Mar- I think Marlon Cheeto Vera. Yeah, I think yeah, I know, I know. I think the UFC's rankings are bullshit. That's what I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to go out on that limb. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Am I missing something? No, their rankings are batshit. I mean, they're 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 not they're like not even pound for pound like fighter rankings, like pound for pound who we like the most rankings. I mean, some of them are dead on. Right? Men's heavyweight is well, obviously men's heavyweight. Heavyweight's pretty good. Sure. (laughs) They're pretty much right on there. I, you know, the women after the three, the three sort of the three headed dog, the Cerberus, if you will, that, you know, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, welterweight, lightweight. Okay, fine. There's, you could, you know, in, in baseball or basketball, you might say, oh, the gap between two and seven is just two games, which means that one one night can really shift up the rankings. I'm I'm totally okay with that, but I, I just don't understand how Sean O'Malley is not ranked. I don't either. I don't, well, 
we're gonna we're gonna see after this. I think he will be ranked because Smolka's ranked. Is he not? Smolka is not ranked. Okay. Well, let's see Sean O'Malley get a first round KO or a sub. Like or let because like let him do something amazing or show his well-roundedness because i think that's like that's something that i appreciated about the fights this weekend Mm -hmm. is there was a lot of mma on display like there was submissions there was injury there was knockouts there was tkos there was doctor stoppages there was decisions uh you know it was just it was a very well-rounded thing and sean hasn't really shown everything that it takes to be at the top 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 he's shown that he's fucking awesome some weird injury stuff too yeah he had the weird ankle thing and so i don't know uh we'll see he also can't fight in states where they pop for weed so he might be like choosing his fights differently but he feels like he's fighting pretty often right uh he will have fought this will be his uh hang on one, two, three, four. So this will be his fifth time since March of last year. Yeah. 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 So he fights regularly. So put a number kick, next to that name. Listen to head, Dom. Head kick and punches on Quinones. Uh, Eddie Wineland, he knocked him out. That was a fun one. Yep. He lost to Marlon Vera, right? We remember that. Cheeto. And then he knocked out Almeida in the third round. Uh, just before Mia Chichingano too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ha- again, Dominic Cruz is ninth. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that Marlon Vera that beat Davy Grant uh, this past weekend. I don't think that Marlon Vera beats Sugar Sean again. I don't think That's so. That's the thing is that like Davy Grant is a awesome fighter great boxer he's been knocking people out with this one two combo that he's been throwing for the last like year Mm -hmm. and uh you know that type of thing wouldn't have worked on uh didn't work on cheeto this time i don't think it would have worked on him last time so i don't i don't necessarily think that if if cheeto is ranked which i believe he is number seven or eight uh sean might be down there he's uh, uh, 15 what do you think about sugar sean and jose aldo i think that would be a fun one i think sean o'malley would have a chance against jose? no I, I i think i think yes i do think you i think he's got a chance against anybody in the division he has a chance knockout power like that you, yeah i mean shit. he knows how I, to throw yeah he sure does and he doesn't seem like a guy who struggles to get to that bantamweight I'd love to see just matchup of like guys who have good and bad tattoos, which is one of my favorite things about Cody Garbrandt is like some of his tattoos, like his back piece is fucking incredible, (laughs) but some of his tattoos are terrible. Um, Like, like it's a, in like a matchup of, Hey, we both punch hard and have good and bad tattoos. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see that. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. mind seeing him against your favorite fighter, TJ Dillashaw. I wouldn't mind seeing him in there with Dominic (sighs) Cruz. Frankie Edgar. I mean, just put him in. Why is he in there with, with Smolka? What the fuck is this? I, I, I really don't think Dana White 
or somebody in Matt, either Dana White or somebody else in matchmaking does not have the faith. Somebody is not enjoying or appreciating the sugar show. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about the sugar show, but somebody doesn't want to produce it. So 13 and one, one and one in his last two fights. I think the problem is he has, if you count the Tuesday night contender series, let's say we don't count that. And then you, you take him out of the ultimate fighter 26. He mm-hmm. has five UFC fights. Sure. So I suppose you could say, and he had that weird injury, right? That's why he didn't fight from March of 2018 mm-hmm. until March of 2020. And then he was injured again, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he break his hand or his foot weird or something? Yeah, something, but. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I just, it's, again, Dominic Cruz is ninth. It's ludicrous to me that he's not in the top 15. But, hey, what the fuck do I know? I don't know. They got to they gotta get you on the payroll. Let's talk about the fights we watched. There All was right. a lot. I'll admit I only watched the uh, the main card. Okay. Of the UFC? Correct. Cool. I have a hot Bellator take whenever you're ready for it. Well, okay. We can talk about Bellator. Well, it's kind of the thing. I don't want to. Okay. Then we won't <laughs> talk about Bellator. And here's, and here's why, ultimately. <laughs> uh it's just like lesser quality ufc pfl has better things and they're kind of trying to differentiate themselves a little bit and that's my take on that and i won't hear any opinion to the contrary okay would you hear a would you hear an echo chamber like opinion okay Okay, yeah, Bellator is kind of like a cheap UFC, and I'm not a very big fan of it. And I sub- I think the Dom is right. <laughs> it's almost like PFL just figured out, like, hey, we can get uh, uh, Showtime Pettis, right? And we can get everyone's favorite American, Kayla Harrison. We can sign Clarissa Shields. Like, we can have some names, mm-hmm. but we're going to do this differently. There's a ref cam. The fighters are way more aware of what's going on in the fight. There's the playoff mm-hmm. point system. Like, there's all kinds of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is, is why I would... if Like, if you're going to say, hey, it's Friday night, you have nothing to do, because, you know, that's just who I am. Sure. Like, as I'm reading The Hobbit or something, I will put on PFL. I'm not likely to search out Bellator, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah makes sense you light up your Seek pipe weed and you you light up your pipe weed and um listen and you... there's a lot of and trust me i know there's a lot of shitty tolkien podcasts out there and we strive to be a shitty mma podcast mm-hmm. succeed strive <laughs> i mean can can you ever completely succeed <laughs> i am fairly sure that everything bilbo baggins says is a lie now i it sometimes seems like the narrator is not Bilbo, and it sometimes seems that he is Bilbo. And now I have a degree in English. I'm marginally qualified to discuss this. 
the issue becomes it's so inconsistent and now Tolkien himself has said that he wishes he could have rewritten the Hobbit and, and published it differently and they have like the the hidden chapters or the lost chapters that they found mm-hmm. um, and as I'm, I've, I'm kind of back in this road uh, this walk through Middle Earth as it were uh, having not read any of it since high school I'm pretty sure Bilbo's a liar is really my point <laughs> I was explaining that to a group of eighth graders the other day, and the, if, you know what? If a if a blank stare could tell a thousand words, that's that's what their blank stare said. Because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, just I'm the only one in this room who knows what we're talking about." All right, which yeah. means I'm the only one talking about it. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. When you talk, when you do talk about the Hobbit with your class, do you show them a picture of Marvin Vittori as an orc? I'm going okay, to I'll now. play I'm, I'll play some cricket sounds. I'm going to now. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Then I'm gonna play some kids cheering sounds. Although there's yeah, okay. There's not many orcs in the Hobbit, at least I'm roughly 70% through it. So <laughs> uh, well, at least they added them to the movie. They added it well, and also, I mean, I don't want to talk about the movie. I have I am going to go through <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go down that road too. I just I watched the trailer for one of the three of them the other day, and it was like, oh, that's Legolas. And then I'm like, wait, I don't think Legolas is in this book. And then, you know, <laughs> you, you, you do a little fact show. No, Legolas is definitely not in this book. Now, his dad is, but he is not. So why did they do that? Why, like, and also, it's a 300-page book. You don't need almost 12 hours of feature film footage. Like, it the fuck out of here anyway i digress you're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be hitting you for the next like two months with all of my hot middle earth tolkien takes because i'm gonna i'm gonna read through this uh by the end of this week and then finish and then start back into uh fellowship of the ring so get ready for that i have one octagon to rule them all one octagon to rule them all indeed (laughs) an octagon ring would be cool but impractical very impractical impractical that's the words uh the ufc card was six hours long which is about as long as the hobbit the first hobbit movie yeah Um, and had like what the the main event was at like 4 p.m uh-huh yeah it was nice yeah sometimes i don't mind the late fights either but no i almost i almost prefer these kind of middle of the journey fighter cards the fight nights yeah i always kind of like them a little bit earlier i almost feel like it's an afternoon snack okay i oh, love an afternoon snack yeah you know a second a dinner a supper a second breakfast a lunch well, a well speaking of the hobbit <laughs> speaking of the hobbit most of bilbo's inner monologue is how is about how he wishes he was eating and resting and, and having maybe a second breakfast so yeah so and then that's all a lie i no not no not that part (laughs) the part where he saves the day every time despite being like the the sort of reluctant companion on their their journey you know and there are there are parallels to the ufc it took a team of dwarves and a hobbit to Mm -hmm. at least i believe take down the dragon i haven't gotten to that part of the book yet and but i i assume they're going to 
And I know he makes it out alive and has the ring because I've read the other three books and seen those movies. Uh, but well, I we're going to acknowledge that Bilbo is a Mary Sue, right? He well, the male version of a Mary Sue is uh, what is that called? It's uh, uh, it's Will Wheaton's character from Star Trek. I um, met Will Wheaton twice. He's he was nice to me one time and a dick the second time. Oh. Yeah, fuck you, Will Wheaton. We Don't come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> You've got like a 50-50 with me most of the time, so... Gary Sue. Yeah, they call it a Gary Sue. Yeah, so yeah. Is, I think he's a bit of a Gary Sue. I would even say Frodo is, too. Because Sam, that, that, Sam is the guy. Sam is the man. That would be the argument, though, is that if if Bilbo is the one recounting this story, then he's telling it... Yeah... You know, and that some people think that about Star Wars. Have you and I discussed this before? Some people think that Star Wars is being told from R2-D2's, like, perspective or memory banks or whatever the fuck. Okay. And that's why in, uh, what's the third prequel? Um, uh, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, sure. In Revenge of the Sith, that's why he can fly. Which is not even remotely present in... Uh, eight other full-length feature films spanning nearly 50 years. Okay. And also, he saves the day like a lot. Are of we times. are we thinking of the, the 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 episode nine or episode three? Episode three. Yeah, that's Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, he does yeah. fly around. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. You're not. He he doesn't actually fly in the, though. In the hangar. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I had, you know, it's funny you bring up Star Wars. I had a conversation with a coworker not long ago where she said that a friend of hers, like a family friend, was such a big Star Wars fan that they named their kid after him. And I said, well, Luke is not that uncommon of a name in the world. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, no, they named him Anakin. And I was like, oh. Why? But what about, but what about when he slaughters a bunch of school children? Yeah. And then, you know, blows up a planet. <laughs> she was like, well, I didn't know he did those things. I'm like, yeah, apparently neither do they. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, this is my son Adolf. <laughs> like, like, what What are you talking about? Yeah. That's not. Why the... would you name your kid that? <laughs> well, he redeems himself. Yeah, but the after he redeems he himself. Does, no, after... he doesn't redeem himself. His son beats him in a fight, and he's like, you know, I actually always struggle with the pull of light and dark. <laughs> Take my helmet off. And then he dies. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, dude? I, I'm... <laughs> I have some hot Star Wars takes. I, I maintain, and I don't know where you, you... You see, we tend to agree on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newest trilogy, uh, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker... The Rise of Skywalker was a terrible name. Those are the three best Star Wars movies. And I think The Force Awakens is good. I do. You I don't do. look like you're like able to keep a straight no. face. No, no, no. I 100% do think it. I, and I actually think <laughs> that the original trilogy is bad. I think the acting is terrible. And I don't think mm-hmm. the visuals hold up. Yeah, you. I want to see your Kathleen Kennedy tattoo. I mean, it's on your bicep. It's, you know the story goes that Harrison Ford was like you realize how shitty this dialogue is right and they're like <laughs> hey you aren't Harrison Ford yet 
do you want to be an Indiana Jones? And he's like, I guess. Like, then say the fucking lines. Right? I get it. It's cool. <sighs> well, it's you also know, a lazy whatever. I, <laughs> I was gonna say before we got on to Star Wars, like it's uh-huh. okay if if anybody is still listening after talking about J.R.R. Tolkien for that long, uh, which I think people will be because we call our listeners the fellowship anyway. And I mean, I guess what would they fucking expect? We do we call them that? We established <laughs> we established the fellowship on either the first or second episode, I think. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I the mean first nine listeners. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. That's why. That's why we called them the fellowship. Got it. The nine unique listeners that aren't us. <laughs> they are no the fellowship. Comment. I'm for it. I'm for it. We'll skip PFL. Or we'll skip Bellator, like you said. And we can skip P- PFL. We could skip PFL, but but we should acknowledge that judging is rampantly bad across all of MMA in the United States. Accurate. Uh, not just UFC, because Rory McDonald hand- was in control of Gleason Tebow for three rounds and Gleason Tebow won a split decision. So two of three judges gave him two rounds. And I like clearly three rounds for Rory, maybe the third for Gleason, maybe, but it was a strong, maybe it was probably the worst decision I've seen. Anderson Silva won a split decision. Yeah, but this one was just this was just the worst one I've seen in a long time. That really should have been it. No, Gleason did not win that fight. Right. I don't. It, if anybody wants to see a contested fight or a robbery, that's the one to watch. But anyway, I'll, yeah, PFL. We can we can skip. Except I'll acknowledge that your favorite American, Kayla Harrison, is fighting next week. Yes, uh, and, and I will be exciting. watching. Yep, I'll be watching that too. I think that'll be good. I think maybe we'll uh, maybe we won't fight companion that, but we should fight companion another one soon. Yeah, I agree. I'd fight companion any of them. Where can you find a fight companion? Twitch.tv slash the pretty neat podcast. Twitch.tv slash the pretty neat podcast. Full yeah. of fight companions and other pretty neat things. Yeah, like the it's game night pot uh, on Twitch. It's game night is on Twitch. So Kayla Harrison's here's something. I love Kayla Harrison. Don't mm-hmm. really know why. Just do. Kayla Harrison's strength and conditioning coach says that she will be even better once she commits to 145 pounds. This uh-huh. is literally yeah. written two days ago. And who else fights at 145, Aaron? A couple of people fight at 145. Your favorite American, Amanda Nunez. <laughs> Notedly not American. <laughs> what I think is funny, too, is that Anthony Pettis is the co-main on this. The, with Kayla Harrison? Yeah. Yeah, Your do you fav- know why? Because Kayla's awesome. And Anthony Pettis isn't anymore. You don't think so? I think he's going to be fine. I think it'll be a good one. Okay. <laughs> cool that's the upcoming pfl all right ufc let's talk. see let's who talk is he about... who is he fighting he uh he's fighting a, a roushman manfio i don't know how to got it say that name roush he is competing <laughs> in a fighting match against yeah i would i would say roush manfio yeah 
and there are no odds on it because you can't it's very difficult what are the kayla uh no odds on the kayla harrison fight either huh okay yeah there's a couple of former ufc guys fighting on bellator though that'll be cool Um, will it yeah i like miles jury he's always fun to watch okay Um, liz carmouche is always entertaining too so I'm I'm into Liz Carmouche, the first female fighter to ever step into the octagon in the UFC. Got it. That's fun. She almost beat Ronda Rousey with a fucking neck crank, a face mm-hmm. crank. Man, I wanted that to happen so bad. Just never liked Rousey, man. Just never liked her. She's always seemed mean to me. Uh, so I've actually heard that she's very very nice. I were we talking about this a couple weeks ago? I was desperately rooting for Holly Holm when they fought in Australia. So was I. When Holly beat her and everyone was like, what? No, 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 no. You guys don't understand how the sport works. Holly is a matchup nightmare for Ronda Rousey. And frankly, Mm -hmm. so is Amanda Nunez. If If you have the ability, which obviously the two of them do, to stop Ronda from doing what she's going to do, she doesn't have anything else. Yeah. So yeah, the judo throw to armbar is fucking cool when it's against women who have no business being in the cage. Like, look, no shade at Ronda Rousey. Like, but even and, and obviously I'm, you know, big fan of Travis Brown. But still, hey, I I I was uh, DraftKings was that was my best payday was when I picked home. That was the one time I was like, ha, yeah, yeah, I feel smirt. S M R T. Rhonda is about- also one of those. Well, it's not that type of podcast. We'll move on. <laughs> Let's talk about the fights that we just watched on UFC. Then, okay, there were some fun ones. Uh, let's just start with the Immortal, because the Immortal one got another KO, and I fucking love Matt Brown. Mm-hmm. I want to be Matt Brown when I grow up. That's right. And uh, he is who I would identify as a big brother in a big brother program if I wanted a big brother. Okay. So Matt Brown, not ranked at welterweight going into that fight. It looks like the UFC's website is not updated to reflect Saturday just yet. Mm-hmm. So, what does that fight do for him in the welterweight division? Uh, puts him in a good fallback position for a, a Masvidal opponent falling out of a fight oh, or okay. Maya retirement fight. Yeah, like all right. maybe Lawler. Uh, I think I'd like to see Lawler. There's a, there's a few things for for Immortal. I think he's got a lot of options, but I do think that he's a, he's got kind of that Cerrone vibe going where somebody falls out that's way too high and he can step up. I want I would love to see him step up. Okay. Yeah. I love Matt Brown. I've loved him for a man his elbow against Diego Sanchez. Oh. Legendary. Legendary for sure. Legendary. What is your take on that? Um, I mean, it's fun for fight night, but I don't think he's anywhere even remotely in the, not, not even the title picture. I don't think he's in the discussion for the top 10 in this division. No, I don't think. And and really like, uh, 
after Damian Maya, you have four guys I'm really not super familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really know where he stacks up against those guys, but that's where I'm at with him. He's Matt Brown. I'll watch him fight every time. Our guy Wellington Terman did not win. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of old UFC because mm-hmm. he got ground and pounded into the knockout. Mm-hmm. And usually that doesn't really happen. Usually if you're on the bottom nowadays in MMA. Well, you, they've learned. Yeah, you can. You've learned. Yeah. Exactly. So this Wellington Terman got hit really hard and Boy, oh boy, he bounced. His head bounced. He, yeah. Uh, again, that that fight has the same problem, frankly, as as the Matt Brown welterweight fight. There, that division, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think we are we going to talk about Darren Till speaking because we don't have any other middleweight fights. We're going to talk about this Darren Till stuff. What Darren Till stuff? You don't know about the Darren Till stuff? No, just spill the tea on me. So Darren Till is upset with Brendan. You know who Brendan Schaub is? Yeah. He's upset with Brendan Schaub because Schaub said something. Uh, What did Brendan Schaub say? Darren Till wants Brendan Schaub, quote, out of the MMA world uh, for celebrating with Logan Paul after the Floyd Mayweather fight. So Brendan Schaub, who I'm a big fan of, is friends with the Paul brothers has talked about that on his podcast for years. So uh-huh. Darren Till and then Brendan Schaub had a video with Logan Paul where he was saying it's a win and Brendan took a little bit of shit for that. The dumb thing is he Brendan wasn't saying, "Hey, you won the fight." He was saying, "Hey, for what you set out to do, which was make 7 million dollars and like just further your sort of social awareness curating, you know, Mm -hmm. how famous you are, you won. Yeah. And so you can't like, and and so Darren Till, it's like, Hey man, didn't he go on some, some podcast or show and basically say he's out of money. And there's some weird stuff about the fights that he hasn't been in recently uh Derek Brunson right but so anyway um according to recent reports might move to UFC 266 so they were gonna have Darren Till in a fight night in London anyway uh Brandon Schaub to his credit basically said hey I should be the least of Darren Till's concerns he he was supposed he was supposed to be the guy the guy and the UFC did a lot to set him up to succeed they let him headline a card in the uk a few uh-huh. years back remember yeah and i think against cowboy right or uh, Ty- tyron woodley who was that against till yeah no till and woodley was in dallas uh okay. wonder boy one oh wonder boy that's right so was and and he i think it was yeah mm-hmm. darren till Fought because Masvidal knocked out Till. Manchester, where was that? It was. Was that Masvidal? No, two twenty-eight. Woodley and Till. It was in Dallas. And, and Woodley, no, no, no. Uh, maybe who did he fight in the UK then? Masvidal or Stephen Thompson, I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, the, this was no. This was in Liverpool. Is when he fought. Is when he lost to Wonderboy. No, when he beat Wonderboy, rather. Okay. Um, because he lost to Masvidal. He, got he lost to Masvidal and Woodley. He beat Kelvin Gastelum November 2019. Lost to Robert Whitaker. Uh, July 25th of last year via unanimous decision. So the the point, and and I think Shab makes a good one is. Hey, stop worrying about me. <laughs> Go fucking figure out your, like, why, you know. And, and I, I just think, because let's be honest, man. We And we talked about this last week. What's interesting about the middleweight division? Izzy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, frankly, I'll be honest. Were you excited watching him fight Vittori? No, I mean it's no. It's boring. It's boring. He, he's a defensive fighter. He's he's found his groove. No, I don't. I don't defend, mean that. That's cool. I don't mean that. I mean he can't. Nobody. I I I watch a defensive. I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan. I watch a defensive fighter all day. Mm-hmm. I mean nobody can even remotely challenge him. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's no challenge there. I agree. So it's you. not it's not fun to watch. You know, it's kind of like John Jones at light heavyweight, except Jones Jones fought. Uh, uh, well, are you saying that's part of uh, Darren DC Till's, a bunch you, of times? Are you saying twice. that's part of Darren Till's problem that like he's supposed to be the interest in middleweight and he doesn't do anything? How much more fun would middleweight be if we had, if we were maybe going on our <laughs> third Adesanya Till fight? If it was Adesanya Till three coming up, how fun headline. would it be if it was the first one? I guess, but like... but in a case where people thought Darren Till had like a snowball's chance in hell to beat him. Are you see you know what Adesanya would do to Darren Till right now? I don't because Till isn't I've why I've won, he hasn't yeah, so, so long. So no, like, let me let me help you. Shop's you problem you do know you do know what Adesanya would do to him then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so Darren Till, figure it out, man. Get come on the pretty neat podcast and come tell come us. Come on the pretty neat podcast. We'll help you. And I promise everything I'm saying will will change instantly if you come on the pretty neat <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We are the yes men you've been looking for. <laughs> I'm not above admitting that. No, that's fine. So so that's my thought. You know, I'll watch Wellington Terman and Bruno Silva. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll watch Robert Whitaker fight anybody. I'll, I'll watch. I like Jared Cannonier, big fan of him. I like mm-hmm. Marvin Vittoria. I like Jack Hermanson. Mm-hmm. Uriah, Uriah Hall, Kelvin Gaslam is fun. Shabazian's fun. Yeah, these guys are cool, except when they're fighting the champion. Because we know that they yeah. can't beat him. We know that they can't beat him. So, yeah. okay, what else do we have? Darren Till is the guy that, especially because he's so much bigger than Stylebender. Yeah, he's big. He's really cutting to get to 185, and Adesanya is not cutting. What are you weighing, 183 and a half? He weighed 183 and a half last night. <gasps> so, yeah. so uh, you're, uh, that, uh, you know. Yeah. Till that, that's, that's where I'm at. Till's got to get it together. Till's got to get together. And that's really the only way that the UFC can make this division interesting. Hey, what about Matt Brown, Nate Diaz at welterweight? Sure. Okay. <laughs> no, I want to see Nate fight someone. Hey, what if Nick Diaz I don't comes know. out in, in middleweight, though? Well, if didn't Nick... we decide on a Nick Diaz fight? I think we did last week. Nick Diaz? Mm-hmm. I don't think we did, but at middleweight? Uh, I'm pretty we, sure yeah. last week we made a fun. No, not at middleweight at at uh, welterweight. Oh, you're or or Nick Diaz, Darren yeah. Till. 
I'm saying absolutely. I'm saying Nick Diaz adds a lot to 185 if he comes back. Uh, no, he doesn't. You don't think so? You think no. he's got to put on a show first because it's been so long? You think Nick Diaz has a, a prayer? With he come, well, they haven't seen him fight in six years. Right. <laughs> so you think he... Yeah, yeah. you're a Dodger fan. I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to swing a baseball bat for six years and then stand up there against Clayton Kershaw. Let me know how that fucking goes for you. Oh, I don't think he should fight immediately. But, but I, I mean, how, many, how much time do you think Nick has? I don't know, He's but I want to see good him shape. come back. You know what? Put Nick Diaz in there with Darren Till then. Okay. That, there's, that there's I think, would fight. tell us... That would tell us a lot about where they both are. That would tell us a lot about where they both are, where middleweight is, and mm-hmm. and and it would also tell me how neat it is because of the way it would be. Let me That's tell right. you. You could just watch because the way it is. Then we could tell everyone instead of just us knowing it. Yep. That's the best thing about doing this podcast. Frankly, and, and you know what? Based on what we've seen from him just recently, Darren Till may very well listen to this podcast. So, Darren, if you do, one, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast, but two fucking figure it out man or mm. just or don't but stop calling out like come on don't you know what he's, i and, and it's he's the thing is up. it's, it's <laughs> i was gonna say it's not even punching i don't like when people punch down right yeah but darren till is not punching down at brandon Chobb, obviously but even still okay i think yes. we can move on from middleweight yeah we calmed down we've no. calmed down I, I had some herbal tea, <laughs> and we're we're in we're in good shape. <laughs> what kind of herbs? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. I like Smells uh, I Burger like, Lost. Um, I like Emperor's 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 Cloud is what they call it. Emperor's Cloud. Yeah. Mm. Hey, when uh when I'm there for our live episode recording, we'll have. When to- is that? Uh, a couple of weeks, uh, two mm-hmm. weeks from today, in fact. That's right. Two weeks from today. Um, you said you're a cigar guy. You should pick a couple of cigars. Oh. If you're interested in that. Oh, I, are you? You're not much of a drinker. I'm not much of a drinker. I'm not much of a drinker. But you will drink some whiskey with me. Oh, fucking A, I would drink some whiskey with you. Hell or yeah. we could drink some good local wine uh what kind of wine what kind of wine do you want to drink uh well i'm as you know i like i trot around the world in my on my tiptoed fluffy cloud shoes i like rosés oh good lord um i like i like sweet so we'll drink whiskey then we'll drink whiskey you know the good doctor that's what we're going to call your dad from now on the good doctor and i in fact the last time i saw him was at a winery this makes sense yeah he would have been there he he was, and it was tremendous. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna out him for the type of wine he was drinking. Now, granted, we we bumped into each other at probably the best winery in the area. Not probably, definitely the best winery in the area. And uh, <laughs> this sounds like where the good doctor would be. You know what? And and as well he should be. Damn it, as well he mm-hmm. should be. Yes, All right. I agree. Uh. Speaking of of other divisions that really are not super intriguing, well, well, no, well, featherweight is intriguing, but not uh, two unranked guys who are fighting. What did you make of Choi Sung Woo and Julian Arosa? Uh, wow, 
Uh, I like Choi. Good night. Sure. Good night for the Koreans. Can we say that? Oh yeah, definitely. Good yeah. night for the Koreans. And Choi looked solid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Competitor. Uh, want to see him? Want to want to see him more? I just do. He is exciting. I, I enjoyed that. Who's next for him? Uh, at featherweight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Alex Caceres. I'm into that. Yeah, newly into, into the top fifteen, by the way. Yeah, Bruce Leroy. Yep. Yeah, I like that idea for him. I think that'd be mm-hmm. good. Um, but I enjoyed it, man. He looks sharp. He looked absolutely sharp. As as the Koreans often do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pointy hats. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then anytime you can close out a card with three uh, scorers decisions, you probably should. So Marlon Vera beats Davy Grant. What do you think? Uh, well, that was a little bit of a rematch. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It was a rematch. Um, good for Vera and getting it back. I'm always for rematches when somebody gets it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sets up for a nice trilogy for them in like five more years. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? I actually see Marlon staying up there. He looked dominant. And Davy Grant, uh, he's a great boxer. He's a mm-hmm. great boxer, but uh, I, I wanted to see him get a knockout. I, I hope that Davy Grant is from the UK. Is he from the UK? Oh yeah, yeah. With oh a name yeah. Like Davey, with a name like Davy Grant, you have to be. You know what I had last Thursday? Speaking of the UK, I had a proper steak and ale pie. Steak and ale pie. How mm-hmm. was it? How do you think it was? Delicious. It was tremendous. That sounds. Yeah. Tremendous. How it was, was it proper? Fantastic. Did you go to a British restaurant? I went to a traditional English pub. Oh, in the city of Fullerton with my grandmother before an angel game. And uh, I liked it because the floor wasn't clean. It was one of those types of places. Okay. And uh, they had, <laughs> yeah, your, your sort of traditional English recipe bullshit. They didn't have any Fuller's beer, which I was hoping to get, but uh, I guess there's, there's some sort of global pandemic going on. I've been told, and they've had trouble getting keg shipped from England in any case. Hmm. Um, I had a properly cooked steak and ale pie, and it was it was fantastic. Yeah, well, if you if you ever see uh, Grant, you could let him know that you have had traditional steak and ale pie, and then he will say, "Wow, cheers, mate, right. and thank you for having me on the Pretty Neat podcast." Davy Grant, come on the Pretty Neat podcast. <laughs> I would be curious, and I, I don't know his boxing background, to know like what tips a guy one way or the other. If you're like you're, let's say you are what I would presume is like an amateur or or child boxer, right? You you compete as a kid, as a youngster, as it were, mm-hmm. and then you move over to MMA, or rather, you go the other way, go from MMA or boxing to, or no, from MMA to boxing. That seems to be less common. Maybe you're just not that great of a boxer, but compared to other UFC or MMA fighters, you are a good boxer. It makes sense that Clarissa Shields, who is a tremendous boxer, would do it because she can't get the notoriety she probably deserves because nobody cares about women's boxing. Yeah, people do care, and rightfully so, about women's MMA. And do you know why people don't care about women's boxing, Aaron? I don't. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want to hear this? I do. Okay, here we go. People 
it's not that like so like the WNBA, which is don't don't even get me started. They say they being their players and and their what I would call less informed fans fans right all ten of them think that they should be paid the same way that NBA players are paid. So the NBA generates somewhere between like seven and twelve billion dollars a year. That money is cut in half and distributed amongst the teams who then are allowed to use a certain percentage of that money for player salary. And the Mm -hmm. players can earn a percentage of that team's percentage based on time in the league, accolades, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And so the WNBA players say they should be paid the same as NBA players. So here's the problem with that. Are you ready? Okay. If the WNBA worked that way, the the players in the league would have to pay to be on the team because the WNBA mm-hmm. loses money. So if <laughs> if NBA players salary is a percentage of earnings, well then WNBA players could be paid a percentage of earnings which are losses which means they owe. Okay. It's not that people don't like women's sports and it's not that ESPN doesn't promote it. In fact, ESPN <laughs> has been really trying to get people to watch the WNBA. Let me tell you a secret, it's not working. People love the Williams sisters and, and several other female tennis mm-hmm. players. People absolutely love women's MMA. Mm-hmm. Be- people like women's soccer generally, especially the, the World Cup and the Olympics. It's also fun that people who say the women's team would beat the men's team, don't get me started. They lost to a high school team. I digress. <laughs> People support women's sports when they're high-quality women's sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it is. Nobody cares about women's boxing because women's boxing isn't compelling. Yeah, it is quite boring. Women's MMA is the opposite of boring, and it they is. do tremendous ratings. So so don't I, – I don't like this argument that, oh, it's just because there's no exposure. No, in fact, it's it is – the opposite it's because there is exposure that nobody watches because we know we know what we're not tuning into like we think we think oh someone's watching it so they're supported it's ludicrous i'm not saying the WNBA shouldn't exist i support it not financially or with my viewing time but if they want to have it i'm all for it i just (laughs) so i get why clarissa shields is doing it she can be more successful from a different type of success as an MMA fighter than as a boxer. But if you're someone who is like a, like a marginal boxer, maybe you just can't get to that top level. And so you try MMA. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It does seem like there's a, and I mean, I guess Stabender is going to is literally the exact proof of what I'm about to say that there is a, a real window or opportunity, if you will, for, uh, like a like an elite striker to to really have a lot of success in MMA because a lot of the guys are not super elite strikers. It's really shifted to the ground. What do you think? It has. Uh, it's shifted to like it. We we it's shifted to well roundedness. Sure. It like it's shifted. It, there, so many cards recently have just had a great spread of subs and KOs and decisions that it's every fight has really been an expose lately. 
and I really, really enjoyed it. There's been a couple of little flashbacks here and there where one, uh, where one practice has clearly dominated over another. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I don't think that's anything far from the other trends of it just being you have to be well-rounded and that's like what kozo did that's what korean mm-hmm. zombie did that's why he beat ige i mean ige is a powerhouse and he knocks people out in that weight class and korean zombie is a mixed martial artist who can handle that and mm-hmm. systematically find adjustments to make and execute the adjustments and win and that's yep. exactly what he did agreed and even his coaches like in the middle of round two or after round two were just like he can't out wrestle you anymore take him down the rest of the fight and that's what he yep. did and he won yep. and it was it was I beautiful i loved watching it you you did i did okay yeah. so my korean zombie take is he has the best walkout song in mma i yeah <laughs> i love that i love the the uh cranberries zombie it's not even like remotely like a like a the cranberries did a (sighs) dope iron man cover too did they yes they did all right so you know well now i know instead of just you knowing it yeah that's the best thing about it so he does have a good walkout song. I guess my take on him is, okay, so he lost to Brian Ortega last October. Before that, he had won a couple fights in a row, lost to Yair Rodriguez, lost to Jose Aldo. He beat Dennis Bermudez before that. Beat Poirier mm-hmm. uh, way back in 2012. And you know that it was 2012 because that was UFC on Fuel TV. Yeah, and Poirier was still a featherweight. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know what I what I make of Korean Zombie. He has, I'm going to say, and I've given this award like 50 times, I admit. He has the best nickname in all of UFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At would you, today. would you, okay. Very, very important question. Mm-hmm. related to his nickname but is not... this your your korean zombie question yeah all right yeah and i mean he got he got his black belt too which is which good is awesome him. good for him yeah. um so he's a black belt in jujitsu um being that he is the korean zombie uh in the event of a zombie apocalypse okay if you're in a zombie land scenario where you're walking down the highway and mm-hmm. one person pulls up in a car and is like, you can be my homie. Get in. Yeah. Get in. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Is it Kozom? No. No. Okay. Who is no. it? B? You know who it is. <laughs> Kayla Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll already. Well, okay. I'll already be with her. So it'll be the two of us walking down the road. And by walking with her, I mean I'll, she'll be carrying me on her back. Go on, um, John you Jones. Know, no, uh, it's either John Jones or Francis. Really, you pick yeah. one of those two. Yeah, and here's why. And side note: we, you and I both know 
Brandon Moreno would be the leader of the entirety of Mexico City in the event of a yeah hell yeah of a zombie apocalypse within 46 seconds and I support it Mm -hmm. Um, but on my trip to go to the new Republic of Brandon Moreno as Kayla Harrison and I are walking down the street she's carrying me on her back you know she's got I got a little ball cap (laughs) on whatever Um, (laughs) it's really cute yeah it's it's adorable uh postcard and the car pulls up and you know the door opens and they say get in Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you want Francis, and here's why: in every zombie <laughs> movie, and I am just finishing up now. I've not seen the end of it. Uh, Sweet Tooth on Netflix is tremendous, uh, and I'm not a DC fan, but it's very good. Uh, the the sort of wrecking ball character that plays this role that we're discussing is a, mm-hmm. a character named Jeopard, and he is just a, he literally, the very first thing you ever hear him say is, they don't make them bigger than me. And, like, good Lord, do I want to be able to look at someone and say that, but, you know, and mean it. But Francis is the answer because, like, worst case scenario, he can hold off four or five of them while Kayla and I escape, you know? <laughs> um, but then you're dealing with Francis and Ganu as a zombie. And that's a boss level fucking Resident Evil zombie. Yeah, but but in this in this is it a fantasy? In this in this <laughs> scenario that we're that we're writing, he has told us, "Hey, if I get turned, I want you to put one between my eyes." You know, so he knows. He well, knows. What ha- he would have to. He would he know. We would have to. I would pick. So, uh, oh, it'd be a toss up. It'd be a toss-up between Donald Cerrone. Oh no! And uh, Kennedy, Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was an option. Well, sure. Why not? Uh, I mean, well, that changes things. Yeah. If I thought we were just going with, with, I thought we were just going with active fighters. Hell no, Tim Kennedy. Okay. All right. Uh, Well. Hey, do you like your freedom? You can thank Tim Kennedy. Um, Hell yeah. But Tim no, Kennedy, I, we think you're pretty neat. Come on, we the do pretty, think neat you're fucking, pretty neat. You, hey, I'm in Austin. Let's fucking hang. I'm serious. Definitely come on the Pretty Neat podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. If I mean, if any fighter of all time, I still think I'm choosing Francis. Really? I thought yeah. I'm still picking Kennedy. Did you see World War Z? Yeah. What did you think? Uh, it's, I mean, no, not World War Z. Wow. Did you see the new uh, one on Netflix? Uh, Army of the Dead. No, I did not. Not yet. Okay. I heard good things. You did? I heard it was fun. Uh, It was fun. Yeah. Sure. I want to see it for the effects. I heard that some of the effects are are quite impressive. Yeah. You know what? Actually, the visuals are really good. Um, This sort of proves that movie proves nothing except the point I'm about to make that you just want the big giant guy who can sort of bulldoze things. And that's what Bautista <laughs> is in that movie. And yeah. shout out Bautista come on the pretty neat podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the movie itself is not, I mean, there's a zombie tiger. So anytime you can have that, it's pretty great, but sure. And listen, I'm, you're not like a spoilers guy. Are you? No. When they cut out, so when they find out that there's like a zombie king and queen, and when oh, that's cute. With no explanation, they show you that she's pregnant. 
Okay. And then they cut they cut the fetus out of her. And I I didn't need that. No. But, you know, I got it. So, I got it. Okay. So, in that event, you'd still pick Francis and Ganu. I would. Okay. Well, that was my that that was uh, I was thinking about zombies. Yeah, because of zombie, and I'm not very creative. Where does what does this do for him in this division? At featherweight. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about that a lot, and like featherweight in the UFC is very strange. Mm-hmm. And I don't why? know why. I don't why know. Why is it strange? That's the thing is I don't know. Oh, okay. I really don't. Um, I, I I really can't put a word on it because like Brian Ortega and Volkanovski are going to fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, Max Holloway would be fun, but he's just so much better. Than like, Korean Zombie? Yeah. Yeah. He's faster for sure. He's faster. And Korean Zombie does get hit. Yeah. Max Holloway hits people. He does. That would not be a good fight for Kozom. No. Um maybe a year. Yeah, so speaking of Yair, so that was set to be July 17th, the week after 264, and mm-hmm. they were going to headline uh Max Holloway and Yair meaning that's who they is. We're going to headline that mm-hmm. fight night on ESPN uh, in front of Islam Makachev and Tiago Moises. That's a fun one. And Marion Renau and Misha Tate. Now yeah, she's coming back. Yeah, I'm all for that. It, you're, but you're saying this fight was canceled. Yeah, you're Holloway? Yeah. Yeah, Holloway got injured. Again? Yeah. Don't know what. All right. Is this Khabib's brother or cousin that's also on this fight night card? Nurmagomedov? I'm sure. And then who else is here? Uh, my favorite, hey, you're not Wonder Boy, but you should be Jeremy Stevens. I know oh, that I makes love. no sense, but in my mind, I, I can't separate them. I love Little Heathen. He is great. I love yeah. Jeremy Stevens. Always fun to ball. Wait, is he feather? He's featherweight? Lightweight. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is about steven thompson and jeremy stevens that i just i can't i can't figure the two of them out <laughs> uh, again i'm not saying it makes sense i'm not saying it's logical and then hey the week after that a banger you know what we get the week after that what at at also a ufc fight night no your boy tj dillashaw and Corey sandhag <laughs> so i'm gonna just Hell call yeah. it that's Saturday, July 24th. That absolutely should be a fight companion. Oh, definitely. I think that'd be a fun one. I think any of them are special. And I also I also think, well, I would have said Holloway Rodriguez before, but now I'm not so sure. Um, so I just don't know what it does for him in the division, unfortunately. I think he's I think he's just in a in a spot where he it's like, what's he gonna do? Do you think how do you think zombie would do in lightweight if he went up one? I mean, that's obviously a what, shark. What kind of question is that? Would he just be that, that mute? He would beat Tony Ferguson because he's someone. <laughs> and, and then outside of that, I, I don't, outside of that, I don't know. It, I'd be really hard pressed to see him beating 
anyone in the top six in that division. Top six meaning the champion and then the top five. Yeah. I I just can't I can't see it. Yeah. And also his frame, it doesn't look like he could get up there. I don't that think easily. he could either. I don't think that, he would get up. That's a he'd have to eat a lot of Korean barbecue, which I'm not opposed to. <laughs> but you know. Beauty. What a beaut. What, what a beaut that one. What's coming up next week? Well, I just I it's a bummer because Korean zombie is fun. I, I just don't really know. I guess because I, I think Ortega's gonna beat Volkanovsky. But then you, st- I guess you could put him in there with the year. I think if that's a nice with Kozom. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a rematch. That first fight went all five rounds. And I mean, Yair knocked him out with one mm-hmm. second left. Yeah. But fuck, I would love to see that fight again. Even Calvin Cater, you could put him in there with. There's, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff you can do. I just don't know that he's really going to be able to challenge for the title unless three of those guys get hurt. It could happen. Which is with Max Holloway and Brian, Brian Ortega, it certainly could. So, yeah. So next week is, is maybe not as exciting, dare I say? Uh, yeah. It, it, it has potential. It has potential. There's where? Oh, well, I mean, we've got heavyweights in the main event. Carol Love Gahn it. Two, and Alex Volkov. Two heavyweights. Fights. Yeah, two two heavyweight yeah. fights. God, I love heavyweight fights, which we didn't even talk about, and I was I was gonna let us just not talk about it, but Olenek sure. and and Spivak, what do you think? What did you? Oh man, I thought that the polar bear finished the boa constrictor way early in that fight, and uh, <laughs> uh, Spivak really just used him as a punching bag for the last uh-huh. round, and yeah. it was almost hard to watch. It was, and you know what, Olenek. Mm-hmm. He was like laying on, like post coital laying on him afterwards. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, I would imagine fighting releases a lot of the same like physical endorphins as sexual intercourse, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't sexual mm. intercourse. That That's we the last time we will connect those two things on the Pretty Deep podcast. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm. A, I, what do you think about Ovin St. Prue fighting Tanner Bozer? uh when was osp's last fight um not that long ago is that is that true menafield september of 2020 okay so it's been less than a year all right and he knocked him out um pretty impressively in the second Mm -hmm. round um he lost to jamal hill who just had his arm broken yeah yeah or not dislocated but allegedly yeah but i like tanner bozer uh, I think in Tanner this, in this fighter in general, both. Okay. I think you will too. If you're unfamiliar with him now, I am not, I am not familiar with, with Tanner Bozer. Tell me about him. Enjoy his, his post fight. He's just a guy who goes out and says what he wants to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if he called for this one, but I'm glad he's getting a name. Well, um, he fought three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he just Oh, died. oh, no, no, no. I know Tanner Bozer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love his hair. Yeah, Tan- oh, uh-huh. Tanner the Bulldozer Bozer. Yeah. Fun guy. I look forward to that one. Love um, any love a Canadian. Yeah, so I mean in terms of potential on his card though, Kennedy and Jack uh in Jacku, I can't I can never get his name right. Um, he's exciting uh, another knockout guy if he doesn't get held up against fence if he doesn't get taken down in this one mm-hmm. which unfortunately that's what marquez is really good at 
Sure. Yeah. Is putting people against the fence and sweeping them. Yeah. Um, and then Andre Feely's exciting, another nerd, and uh, I'll cheer for the nerds while okay. Brandon Moreno is one of the kings. What about Tim Means? Hey, do you like Funko Pops? What about Tim Means? <laughs> He's the dirty bird. We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens with the dirty bird, my boy. Yeah. Not sure. I, I root for Tim Means. I do like to root for Tim Means. Uh, I don't think he's going to get this one. De- Nicholas what? Dalby is is the the SB Nation headline for Tim Means. What jail time taught Tim Means? If I don't stay down, I can't lose. <laughs> oh well, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He beat Mark Perry, Mike Perry, rather his last time. His last Absolutely. time. Absolutely. He's Tim- he's 37. Yeah, Tim Means is a guy I love to watch, but mm-hmm. I think that Nicholas Dalby um, is going is gonna to get him on this one. Okay. Yeah. Who wins the uh, I Think You're Pretty Neat, But I Respect Your Distance Award this week? I, uh, <laughs> uh, Korean Zombie? I don't know. I, I guess. I, you know. I hadn't really picked one either. So we're going to give it to UFC 263 for being way better yeah. than the card. Do we want to do a <laughs> do we want to do like a Man, that is a hell of a main card for for 264. Do we want to talk about 264 for just a minute? Cuz let's be real, we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about after fight night and then there's a week off. So well, we're going to talk about 264 next week, aren't we? I suppose we will. Uh, yeah. Jessica I in the, hey, who's been kicked in the head harder? Uh, <laughs> sort of unofficial power ranking. She'll be there um, in the early prelims, because that's where you have to go if you get kicked in the head like that. And then uh, what else do we have in the, the Sean Brady is fighting Kevin Lee. All right. Okay. Carlos Condit and Max Griffin. Oh, yeah. We've got a we got a good night of fights on Saturday. July. Oh, yeah. Michelle, Saturday, July 10th. Michelle Perea versus Nico Price is going to be good. Right. Ryan Hall. Why you got to roll into an Aminari roll, ball right into my balls or whatever the fuck I wrote that stupid song for. <laughs> what? Never mind. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. Early this, prelims start at 3 p.m. We'll time. definitely have to do a fight companion for that. Well, uh, we'll do a fight companion, I think, next week or the week after, I suppose. Well, probably the week after. Well, the, the fifth, the live show. We will be uh, probably breaking down every fight on this main card because there are five real good ones. Oh, yeah. And we'll be in the same room. Mm-hmm. We can look stuff up. Do you have a? you have screens? I have so many screens. I here's the thing. It could be a lot of fun. It could also suck. So there's that. Yeah, we may we may have since this podcast is built for friends to talk about MMA with their other friends who are far mm-hmm. away. If we're in the same room, it obviously could be problematic. No, no, no I'm saying the <laughs> the card could end up sucking. Ah, whatever. We because... can just make talking about it not suck. That's true. You know, and and to Connor's credit, he's never not interesting. Yeah, there'll be things to talk about. Mm -hmm. There will be. There's enough. I'm going to say variety. There's enough. We got got 90 minutes out of this card. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, buddy. Uh, well, I don't I don't really have anything else today. I'm starting pre- to get tired. Prelims. Yeah, th- this is Look, how do you like that? What am I hang on? Oh, I do I do like that quite a bit. Where could I find something like that for myself? Where would you where would you think to look for pretty neat stuff? I think the first place I'd go is the pretty neatpodcast.com. You would have success there. Excuse success me. Success there at the pretty neatpodcast.com. Yep, that's where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to the podcast and listen to the most recent episode and all that good stuff. You know who doesn't subscribe to the podcast? My wife. Okay. I know. Hey, Mine- uh, 265, Amanda Nunez is fighting. That's fun. Yeah. You know who else doesn't subscribe to the podcast? Your wife? My wife. <laughs> as well as well, they shouldn't, if we're being honest. I agree. I agree. And we don't talk about them. We are mostly in an embarrassment. So. Yeah. Yes. So we'll 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 save them from that (laughs) it's it is in a very literal sense the absolute least we can do so yeah all right uh i think osp is gonna win i don't think tanner bozer is a good fighter he's fun but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's your hot take for the week yeah after the episode is over yes have you been watching tough Uh, dude i didn't watch the last episode yeah i'm too behind now i I, feel like you know i'll get there hey do you want to do if you ever want to we could derange and do a companion for that shit too that might actually make it more interesting for me to watch you know what that actually might be an interesting idea we should do that i think we we should should, we we should pick a night this week and even if it's around this time and we'll 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 fight companion it on twitch and it'll be fun yeah i agree because i have no motivation to watch okay because okay we're gonna we're gonna cap off tonight with a rant about tough because it's like the return of tough was their whole big thing and i'm sorry it just came back and it's exactly the fucking same there's absolute like I am so not interested after the first episode. Okay. Because it's the fucking same. And like I'm not saying that what they had was bad, but I mean it's been an extra year. They talked about how much better it was going to be and ex- like I don't know what they should do. I don't know what they should do, but I am so not interested. So maybe just riffing on it with you on twitch would be fun well you answered my question before i asked it which is what would you do to to fix it and and i mean and we'll never know because it's on a it's on a subscription platform like what their actual ratings are but yeah what i think the only way it's hard when it's two guys you've never heard of and and kind of for me and i think we talked about this. did we talk about this i talked about this with someone I've only seen the first episode and I am a big Brian Ortega fan. I did too. My wife said about him speaking of no. So we, we have, I, see, I think we talked about it on the live stream. So we're watching and she's like, so Brian, they show Brian Ortega and she's like, who's that? And I'm like, Oh, that's Brian Ortega. He's a, he's a, <laughs> like a real famous UFC fighter. And she goes, Oh, 
I'm like, why? She goes, I like him, which is her code for she thinks he's attractive, which I'm, I'm not going to, you're not going to catch debate from me about that here. He is obviously a very attractive human being. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm a big Brian Ortega fan. I'm really not a Volkanovsky fan. So it was kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll see this. And the thing is, they don't show the nuance really of the training and coaching. And do you know why they don't show that? I don't. Because that stuff is boring. Okay. So where I... You're watching somebody do their job effectively, albeit maybe no, a more interesting okay. job. Let me, You're let, me be, let me be very clear. It's not boring to me or to sure. you, but it's real boring to the casual person who's scrolling through ESPN Plus looking for something to watch. Okay. Yeah. So I'm all for the idea of having the two of them coach and then that culminates in their title fight. Totally into that. The issue I have is, and, and you know what I actually loved in the first episode where, and I, I don't remember either of their names, but Brian Ortega got to pick the matchup and he immediately knew like, oh, well, I'm going to put this guy against this guy because this guy has an advanced ground game. And this guy, it turns out, learned it on fucking YouTube. And do you know what you can't do? Learn jujitsu alone in alaska on youtube YouTube. (laughs) so it's it's literally impossible so like dude i have a heavy bag hanging in my garage you have one at least i think hanging behind you i know at some point you have Mm -hmm. are you getting in a ring with canelo because you hit a heavy bag absolutely you aren't in fact yeah and you're (laughs) you're not even gonna get in a ring with just like a random guy who's at a boxing gym three or four nights a week so they i liked that they put that fight together the the grappler figured it out and pretty handily beat him i'm all for it i but it was just kind of like yeah none of these fighters are really all that compelling and it's do you know the other part of it and here's my rant these are not guys who were just going to get because there was a point in time where the ufc had a different image right it was the Mm -hmm. chuck liddell the you know, guys are challenging him out at nightclubs to fist fights because you yeah. know, they, have a, they have a death wish and, and whatever the fuck. But it was like, it was on Spike TV and it was like this bro culture thing. And, and now it's like a legit, and not that it wasn't a legitimate sport, but now it's like a really legitimate sport. Sure. Right. And yeah, people, is. people know you can't be in training competing the way these guys are and down a fifth of Jack and do something stupid on TV. You can't do that. Right. And from what I understand, the older yeah. seasons of, of Tough were kind of like that, where they were sort of jackass bro yeah. guys that also fought. And the, they were. That, that just doesn't fly anymore. You can't do it. Yeah. And, and Volkanovsky. And, and that was unfortunately what was interesting about the show. Is that yeah. It made, or, it or a lot of entertainment. Yes. Or you have someone like Connor who shows up in a suit when everyone else wears the stupid jerseys and he's yelling at Cody <laughs> Garbrandt to do something because everything Connor does is entertaining. Right. So, so it's, it's just like, you're yeah. not going to have that because Brian Ortega doesn't ever say anything and really neither does Volkanovsky. So <laughs> It's like they really did pick two guys with no charisma. So let me ask you this, and maybe we'll actually close on this. I'm totally stepping on your outro. Who would have been the two most interesting coaches for this year? Yeah. In Ganu Jones. You think so? No. Yeah. Stipe Jones. No, 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 no. I disagree. Who do you think? 
I think John Jones would have been a tremendous, tremendous. I mean, he his shit talking is next level, and it would have been really cool <laughs> if he was Colby and fight. Usman. That'd be good. Uh, one of the Diaz brothers and Colby Covington. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I yeah, I think the but I'm pretty sure one of the Diaz brothers. But Colby would put the drama red, in right? there that's missing. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I want two coaches who are going to yell at each other for no reason. Is yeah. is true? Is truly what I want. And it would have been cool. Stylebender and John Jones. That would have been fun if they were going to fight at light heavyweight, and then they could have coached and done all the shit talking and stuff. Yeah. That would, or or uh, DC and John Jones would be cool. Or the problem with Francis and Stipe is you can't understand a word they fucking say. <laughs> Um, Brandon Moreno and maybe anyone else, <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like, all right, first we're going to train today, but first I want to show you these Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going know. to use them to demonstrate for you how to do single leg. <laughs> he okay. just did the way he, he's looking and embedded. He's like, you collect Funko Pops. It was so, it was so <laughs> organic. So and like. Amped. He's so like it was so pure. I just I just love him. I oh, just yeah. love Brandon Moreno. He's he's just the best. When they send him his Funko Pop, which is oh yeah, happen, it's gotta happen. I can't wait to see his face. I really can't wait to see his post of him holding gotta his Funko happen. Pop. Yeah, and I will take a. I will get his Funko Pop in honor of him. Absolutely, uh, Brandon Moreno, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. Seems like something he would do. Um, yeah, it kind of so, does actually that's kind of where i'm at you got to get more intriguing coaches again those two guys put them in a cage where they don't have to talk and let them fight i'm all for it i just mm-hmm. don't know that i just don't know that it translates the sort of coaching because like what's the clip they always show from the ultimate fighter it's chuck liddell this or uh connor yelling at, at cody garbrandt who is sticking yeah. up for your right favor that's that's what it is yeah, or even Chael Sonnen and Vanderlei when they went at each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. That's the drama they show. Yeah. And like, yeah. So now maybe maybe in later seasons, but I think that the idea of us getting on together and riffing it a little bit is going to be fun. I agree. So if I you pick get a Go ahead. If you pick a night, if you pick a night, I'll uh, I'll make that happen. All right. Let's let's look at let's look at it. I need to get a Conor McGregor shirt. I've decided. You have? No, I need to get one. Yeah, you, yeah, you've decided. Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I used to have one. That's a. There's my. Well, you're on record. Story. You don't. You don't like Conor McGregor, so. <sighs> well, it's just one of those things where I, I want him to fight more, but I don't know necessarily that that's his fault, and so you know. Come on the Pretty Neat Podcast, Connor, and uh, Connor, we'll, we'll help boost your numbers. Jesus. Definitely come on the Pretty Yeah, because he needs it. Definitely come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. You know what else we could do? It, I think we talked about this. We'll get some proper number 12. And uh, Oh, good plan. Maybe even though, and then we can, that I think maybe that'll be the whiskey we drink live on for the show on the 5th. I agree. We should drink proper 12. It's a special occasion. We'll be together. Yeah. We'll hang out. It's and you know what? Again, I actually for Father's Day got a, a rather expensive bottle of Irish whiskey that one of my favorite bartenders recommended to me, and 
for relative to the price, I'd rather have proper twelve. It's not a bad whiskey. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what you think. That'll be fun. Okay, I'm in. This will be fun. I'm excited. The Pretty Neat Podcast, and Aaron, you don't know this. It's actually officially brought to you by Proper Number Twelve. <laughs> that was no, sorry. Timing. <laughs> brought to you with Proper Number Twelve. Mm-hmm. Not by. Yeah, that's what you meant. Got it. However, we can be purchased, and Proper Twelve, if you would like, we are for sale. <laughs> and listen, our standards are low. The, the lowest, some would say. Yeah. Hey, we should we should go out like this. All right. All right. All right. They bye. Make proper, they make proper twelve shirts. Maybe <laughs> I'll buy maybe I'll buy one of these instead of a Connor shirt. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me now. You found organs. You found like pieces of Dominic Reyes for sale. Like Talk about a title fight. Like that. That's the art part of it. You gotta go to a live event. That's where you gotta pick up your shirts. Uh, I like merch. Did you know that about me? Yes, I, I like did. merch, and I'm bringing you merch. Where could I? Oh yeah, we we already we already plugged it. Yeah, I'm bringing you I some like Pretty Neat merch. I like this Connor shirt they have on the UFC website, though. UFC, sponsor the Pretty Neat podcast. We will we will rock the gear. We'll share a promo code. Come on. Just do it. Just give it to me, right? I'm in. I'm in. All right. I'm going to call him. All right. You're awesome. You're Thank awesome. Thank you for listening. Where can people find the Pretty Neat podcast? Every fucking where, but I would suggest the prettyneatpodcast.com. Because mm-hmm. that's and where you can when? find everything. When do new episodes post? They come out on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. Yep. And then we go on Twitch every now and then. So just like right. keep go on Twitch, find us, and uh, hit that follow or subscribe button so that you'll be notified every time we go live. We like to do some, fight companions. Some would say we had a pretty neat time on our last fight companion. Yeah, it was a good time. I look forward to the next one. Me too. All right, buddy. All I'm right. yawning and I got a thunderstorm rolling in. So I'm going to go you know nail what? It's everything been like down. 104 degrees here. So I know I'm sweating too. It's going to be, it's like 80 outside and, and swamp ass. It's like Derek. You Lewis don't sweat. You listen. Everyone knows. Uh, pff, not when it's Derek Lewis's balls outside. No comment.